Not only should he have gotten a red card because that was that was that was a football tackle, like an American football tackle, straight shoulder to orbital bone. He literally broke his face in two. He broke his nose and his face, and he and that is that is such a ridiculous thing to not get a red for in this day and age. You can you can get a red for 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 the littlest of things that look ridiculous in slow motion, but. God forbid somebody throws their goddamn shoulder into somebody's face to stop a fat to not even to stop. It wasn't even that dangerous of a chance. And and it, it, it was ridiculous. It was headhunting. He was wearing a black mask for a reason because he's a goddamn criminal. What's up, everybody? Back at you with another episode of We Call It Soccer Show. We are with you today, live, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. God bless those who served out there, making our great country so great, sacrificing all that you guys do. Happy Memorial Day. We're going to start with the BTEC Champions League final, the Europa League, some may call it. And who better to break down Unai Emery's astounding win than the Manchester United man, Michael Fahey himself. Yeah, the, you you basically said it. The the I'm at a loss for words at how well he put his team together. How well that team reacted to the big stage. How well his team didn't collapse under the pressure of playing Manchester United in a final. But let's jump into the game. So started off pretty hairy for Manchester United front foot first 15 minutes and then at the 30 minute mark a set piece Gerard Moreno on a beautiful cross in from Danny Parejo slots it into the post to hey I couldn't do anything about it almost got to it couldn't do it bad marking by Juan Bissaka and Lindelof letting him run free in their zonal setup one nil going into half for Villarreal not nervous United comeback Kings would have thought it was in the bag for United at this point. And then 55th minute, who else, but Eddie Cavani tying it up. Poachers goal in front of net taps it in, giving United a one, one uh, equalizer right there. And that was about it for the rest of the game. Some chances, both ways, Villarreal staying packed. And then we got into extra time. Same thing again. VRL standing packed. United looking very tired because um, yes, subs weren't really made for them until the hundredth minute. And this one, I know what Ollie was doing, but anyway, the thing that stole the show: penalties. Gerard Moreno steps up one nil VRL. Juan Mata cools you like one one. Raba two one. Tellez two two. Alcacer three two. Bruno, 3-3, Moreno, 4-3, Rashford, 4-4, Parejo, 5-4, Cavani, 5-5. We're in sudden death. Almost over. Or is it? Or is it? It's not almost (laughs) over. Because everybody else started banging them top pins. You know, all these penalties, except for for really Luke Shaw's and De Gea's, were really, really nice. Uh, Raul Abiol has a beautiful beard. Mario Gaspar, absolute legend. Top bins goes right to the fans. The goalie, the goalie puts it through the valve. Top bins, cool as you like. I f- I really felt bad for De Gea to be honest, because you know it's it's not his fault. Uh, I, I feel like Villarreal, like you said, they're ready for the big stage. You know, 
yeah. and um they were set up well by unai emery absolute master class parejo um that's that's my man in the match for villarreal he he was just boss in the midfield playing good passes and that set piece was beautiful that was the cherry on top yeah. um you know i i, I honestly I have to I have to question Ali's decision making in this one because I, I get that that you're thin on the bench, but Villarreal made all five of their substitutes within the 60th minute, and you know they got some fresh legs on the field, mostly more defensive subs for Villarreal, and um, Ali did did nothing to counter that. Fred's active legs, Dan James, and. Uh, whatever Axel two and Zebi brings to the table didn't get in until stoppage time. And not until the, the second period did Mata and Tellas, you know, definitely more attacking options that they get onto the pitch for McSauce and Wambasaka. Um honestly, as soon as they benched the pace of Carlos Baca, um Ali should have threw everybody on the pitch. He, he too little, too late from Manchester United. You gotta be bold. You gotta go for it. And they didn't, and they went to Pence, and I, I don't know. Ali was outclassed by by the Arsenal reject uh, in the in the biggest game that he's uh, that he's managed so far. Yeah, I agree. Wasn't there tactically? Um, you know, another thing, not really in his control, just kind of unlucky. No Maguire, as much as I, as much as me and Jacob don't get along, uh, huge miss. Huge, huge miss. Wouldn't have done much in this game anyway. They probably would have missed his pen, and then I'd be here screaming at him. But um, like you said, you cannot blame De Gea. I can't. I, I rewatched it. I don't think there was one penalty that he should have saved. Um, out of all 11 that went in, yes, 11, the same number of players who started the game for each team, 11 penalties went in for Villarreal. Um but my man of the match, I'm act- I'm gonna I'm cheating. I'm, I'm cheating, but I don't care. I'm giving don't it to it. Unai Emery for one oh, okay. one reason. His 60th minute sub of Francis Coquelin that changed the game. United in that that first 10 15 minutes when Cavani scored. If they played like that the rest of the half, it was over. That game would have been three or four one United. Coughlin came on, shut it down. Absolutely shut it down. Party's over, lights out, cops are here. And <laughs> that was all she wrote. So I guess I'll give it to uh, Coughlin instead. But it was really the tactical change that won them this game, I think. And then obviously being all, everyone on the team having 99 penalties won it too. Yeah. And um, just an- another thing to highlight Unai Emery's achievement. Five Spanish teams in Champions League next year now. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see, gonna be cool to watch, fun to watch. La Liga, although it has really gone to shit at the top, uh the middle of the table's gotten gotten a bit more competitive over over the last few seasons. You know, Sevilla, another solid campaign after winning the Europa League. Sociedad finished in fifth with uh with a Copa del Rey and a dope post match interview to go with it. Um Pellegrini finishing in a Europa League spot with Batiste coming all the way from, I think, 13th last year. And yeah. now Villarreal picking up the uh, the Europa League. Yeah. Um, and then even next year, the teams that had some down years this year, like uh, Valencia, 
they're gonna you gotta suspect they'll be back into it do you suspect i do suspect because they have an american a young american and that's all you I, two young americans got relegated this year yeah but one young american won the champions league fair enough and that's all that matters <laughs> and um what a segue into the champions league the 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 first time a u.s men's national player national team player has played in and won the coveted UEFA Champions League. This is the big enchilada, the apple of everybody's eye, the apple of Man City's eye, and why they spend so many, so many millions and millions of monies on, on a very deep squad. But let's get into the squad. Let's get into the game. Some red flags to, to start. As soon as lineups popped out, we see that Man City has gone with Ederson, Stones, Diaz, Walker, Ali Zinchenko. You know, that's all good. Mares, De Bruyne, Foden, Gunduan, Silva, you know, they're all part of the part of the big game eleven. And then then he sticks out like a goddamn sore thumb. It, it is it is ridiculous. Raheem Sterling somehow blackmails himself into a start in the Champions League final after being really just not up to snuff this year. I don't even know how he got into the England squad. Now he's gotten into the starting 11 for the Champions League. And that that's a red flag because th there's no CDM in, in sight. You know, it's not like Fernandinho came off the shelves for the big game. It's not like we're going with now old reliable Mr. Rodri. It's not even like we, we called Fabian Delph up from Everton. And we said, hey, we need you to do a job. No, no, no. We put Raheem Sterling up front and Ilkay Gundogan, our leading scorer in all competitions, is tasked with transitioning the ball from the center backs to Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah. And, and also, you know, the two German uh, inept players started, but one of them proved to prove all the haters wrong. All you need is one moment. Both of them. Both of them did. Both of them did. Now, Werner still, Werner still missed several chances. He created like the I first predicted. goal. Created I predicted goal. that Werner was going to miss at least one, and he missed three chances. <laughs> he he was terrible. <laughs> if that was Giroud or maybe even Havertz up there with Pulisic and Havertz spot, then he's uh, he, uh, he did he, he did thread he did thread that pass though. But but yeah, that pass was only there because we didn't have a CDM playing. That's literally where they would have been, right there. Warner made his run. I think it was DS. He drew him, drew him way outside, and then yeah, and that's why Lichenko we have the person sitting in the follow. That's why we have the person sitting in the middle there, or should be, but we didn't. So but is it on Pep? Didn't. It's on Pep. It's on Raheem Sterling. It's on Kyle Walker and John Stones. For giving up that pass and um yeah i don't know i don't know we the, the, man city couldn't have picked a worse time to play one of their worst games of the season to be honest it was they were lacking whatever they had throughout the the whole season um de bruyne going off really was was what hurt them the most to be honest as soon as he went off we is absolutely inept on all fronts um antonio rudiger not only should he have gotten a red card because that was, that was, that was a football tackle, like an American football tackle, straight shoulder to orbital bone. He literally broke his face in two. He broke his nose and his face. And he, it, that is, that is such a ridiculous 
thing to not get a red for in this day and age. You can you can get a red for 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 the littlest of things that look ridiculous in slow motion, but God forbid somebody throws their goddamn shoulder into somebody's face to stop a fat to not even to stop. It wasn't even that dangerous of a chance, and and it, it, it was ridiculous. It was head hunting. He was wearing a black mask for a reason because he's a goddamn criminal. And he, he not only should he have gotten a red, he should be banned from football for, for at least a year. That's ridiculous that he did that. But um, either way, Man City weren't good enough on the night. So, you know, not going to use that injury as an excuse. It just I'm just angry about how he, he's not going to be punished for that. And then he was out there celebrating in the locker room like nothing happened. Fucking. And now he's getting celebrated for apologizing. Like he's getting celebrated for for being a decent human being. Like, oh wow, he's not a he's not a shithead. I don't Great. I don't think Great. it was a red. I mean, if a dirty Rudiger, tackle. If Rudiger wasn't like six five, six four. I hope he breaks his leg. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> if he wasn't six five or six four, it wouldn't have hurt him. It's definitely a yellow card. Super easy yellow card. And I think what you said kind of makes it not a red that it wasn't a dangerous chance at all. Like, and that kind of definitely card offense, like, and then the injury just adds on to that, but knew what he was doing. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to break the Bruins face and ruin his Euro and all that sort of thing. But I think a yellow was fair. I think the ref let the boys play each way pretty well, kind of equal the whole game. Uh, but yeah, just un. If that was Azpilicueta doing that to De Bruyne, De Bruyne just didn't come out of it. Just it would have been the same offense. I just think unlucky timing, unlucky heights. Um, that was it. But yeah, so I don't think there's much into that. And good for him for apologizing. You know, that's that's nice. Yeah. No, it's it's what it's what he it's what he should have done. It, it means if he didn't do it, he would be a complete asshole. Now he's just not like a a total asshole, but he's still an asshole nonetheless. Um, an eye for an eye. Yeah, yeah. But the someone's got to break his damn face in the Euros. I don't know who it is. Maybe maybe it's on a set piece. Ruben's gonna get him. Portugal, Germany. Ruben's well, just gonna throw a nice. Elbow to, to the orbital bone, break his face, let him know what's good. If things go to plan, how I think they'll happen in the Euro, uh, round of 16 would be Germany, Belgium. Nah, Dutch going all the way, baby. Nathan Aki to the final. Let's go. Um, um, but Chelsea, though. Chelsea. We got we to gotta talk about them and how Tommy Tactics <sighs> Tommy stifled tactics. this team. Just... He got it, it. Getting it right is an understatement. Um, defensively solid, even with Diago Silva going down early with a groin injury. Very sad to see that for him as well. Same as De Bruyne. But then Andreas Christensen coming on and doing an absolute job. Rudiger making the blocks of his career. Um, Reese James making City play with 10 men because he left Sterling in his pocket. Mm-hmm. It's... It was uh, just – I kind of feel the same way as United. It, it looked like they the – cl- the clear underdogs came ready to show, came ready to perform, and the favorites just didn't have it. Didn't have it. And, you know, it, it really was um, a Tommy Tactics masterclass. Uh, the, the back three were great 
in the game covering for for the wingbacks that were allowed to go forward. But when they had to do the defensive work, Reese James in particular, you know, I think he just nailed down his spot starting at Euro 2020 yeah. now. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I think he's maybe not as good as Wambasaka defensively, maybe not as good as Trent going forward, but he's he's a nice he's a he's a nice medium between them both. And I think yeah. he the way he really just bodied Sterling. And although Sterling's a smaller man, he he's very strong actually, if if you watch him play. And yeah. um to be able to just body him, get in between him and the ball so many times, it was really, really good stuff from Reese James. And and Conte, of course, too. You know, oh, I don't know yeah, how much he ran, yeah. but he was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere. Um, enough of this Ballon d'Or talk, though. I see it on Twitter and the social media. Let's nip it in the bud. Nah, even if he wins zeros, I'm just nipping that in the bud. Um, I don't think he's, really? he's that caliber of player. I think we need to relax. Um, I think Lionel Messi still plays, and he had a season deserving of winning the, winning the Ballon d'Or. Because and when he wins Copa. <laughs> If he wins Copa, but Barcelona is going to bounce back next year anyway. I, I don't know it, when Ronaldo, Messi, Lewandowski, when they're all still putting up 30, 40 plus goal seasons, Holland, then I don't, I don't see like how we can give it to Conte. I feel like he's a very important player in the best team in Europe, I guess. And, um, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, it would be like a Modric thing, you know. Like, yeah, he's very important for his team, and they won a lot, and he had a lot of success. But is he the best player in the world? No, I don't. I think no. you're, you're crazy to say Conte is the best player in the world. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think the only way I get it, the shouts, you know, recency bias, it's all there. Um, edgy, and it's edgy. yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. Like, yes, Conte holding it. That would be cool because everyone loves him. It would but be cool. It'd be a dope pick. It, I think for him to even have a, a realistic shot in the eyes of the voters and the people that matter, he's going to need to win the Euros first off, obviously. Win player of the tournament and just have a man-of-the-match performance every game and then have a extremely iconic moment for France in the final or semifinal, like a last-minute goal to win it or something yeah. like that for him to even – deserve what he's getting right now but and if that happens i will gladly like like kind of like say i don't want to hear it now but if that happens i will listen to conte shots honestly even if that happens i still think we owe Lewandowski for last year and he Fair. broke and 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 what was thought to be unbreakable bundesliga record this year so <laughs> now it is i just give it to him he, he <laughs> we owe him one anyway he had another great season I think he should definitely be the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, um, I agree. All right. Well, any, anything else to say about Tommy Tactics and Chelsea, or can can we stop with my sorrows? Um, no, a little bit more. Um, okay. Not, not really about him, but thank you, Frank Lampard. I say that on behalf of Chelsea fans. Um, without you, Mason Mount would not be in this team. Uh, without you. You know, this team wouldn't be where it is, who you brought in, all that stuff. Yes, you got you, – you sucked. Chelsea sucked when you were manager, and rightfully so because you had no idea what you were doing. But they made it to a Champions League final with players that you nurtured. You, you, you know, you raised them, and then you sent them off to college with Tommy. And then they, they went on and did it. So you deserve some kudos and yeah. all of this hubbub. 
No, for yeah, hundred percent. Two of the most important players, Reese Two PC and Mason Mount, both both products of uh, Frank Lamps, and um, it's just it's just awesome that that you know you could see them nurture and develop. I think in in Chelsea's book, you know, their streets, the streets under the Stamford Bridge, they'll never forget. Um, the internet haters, they'll say Frank Lampard sucks. Uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Is he? He does still so. get in the job at Palace. I I think so. It was I hope so. It was pictured with the Palace jersey. I hope so. I mean, like Sky Sports posted a picture of him holding the Palace jersey at an empty. You know cell. how Sky Sports is, though. I mean, but there are like a bunch of clowns over there. Yeah, but that's how'd they get that picture? That wasn't photoshopped. Like, if it was, congrats to whoever has that type of skill. But I think it'll happen. I just uh, what is what a step down though from Frankie. I mean, it's a, it's it's the right step, you know. He it should have been yeah. Derby Palace and then Chelsea, but um, he's doing the little little, you know, the reach around detour. Yeah, a little reach around, sure. Um, and on that note, we're gonna move on to the Premier League. All right, back at you guys with the Premier League. It wrapped up last weekend. We saw how it shook out. Already reacted to the last day of the season. But now we're going to just put a bow on the Premier League. We're going to go back to what we predicted all the way back in episode one of the We Call It Soccer show. We're going to go through a key signing of the season for every team, a flop of the season for every team. We're going to reflect on what we got right and wrong about how this season was going to shake up. And um, what a better way to start than... My second coldest take of of, uh, of predictions, definitely one of your colder takes as well. Um, Arsenal to finish in a Europa League spot. Um, had them around sixth or seventh thereabouts. They finished eighth, first time in 25 years. They missed out on European football. Um, goddamn shame of a season. Goddamn shame of a squad. I thought I was hating on them with this pick at the time, and I was wrong about how ass they really were. And that's just crazy to see all this time later. Um, that being said, you know, I hope they have a good summer. I think, you know, Mikel's on to something. And next year, maybe they can finish in the Europa League spot. Maybe. 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 Um, no. 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 Sorry. It's eighth. They're going to finish eighth again. Anything, anything in particular let you down about Arsenal this season? Yeah, yeah. Um, Willian. Willian really let me down, and uh, his partner, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, really let me down. Just paid all that money for what? For what? For nothing. For what? Does that count as a signing? Since Willian? he re-upped his contract? No, Aubameyang. Uh, no. Is he going to be your worst? I'll allow it. I'm here I for think, Arsenal slander. I mean, I'm here for it. I think the I think the flop of the season's got to be Willie Saliba, for no other reason that he was he was the coveted prodigy, and then he um he went off to France and uh, he did what he did, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But um, how much did he cost? Like forty mil? I don't know. Too much. Too much. He was a prodigy. He was supposed to be a prodigy. He didn't. He didn't even play this year. And uh, in a very inconsistent and leaky backline, so he, he's my flop of the season. Oh, I'll I'll go with um, Willian. Yeah, uh, 
you had to fire 61 everyday working people and your mascot to afford this guy who got you a hat trick of assists on day one when you all were top of the league and uh, (laughs) loving life. And then um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he didn't record a Premier League stat the rest of the way. No, did not. Hmm. So bad stuff from him. Yeah, he was one for 38 on the year. And uh, that's not good in any sport. No, 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 not at all. And um, I, I don't even know who to who to do for my signing of the season for Arsenal because it's not really like any of the additions they made turned out well at all. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna go NA for that one because all your signings were not good. I think, and I'm just gonna. Give another tip of the cap to my guy, Emil Smith-Rowe. I, I, yeah. I like him a lot. He's a really good player. I feel like him coming into the team has been what had their strong finish to the season despite flaming out in the Europa League. But since United went and won up to you, it, it, it's not really looking as bad anymore, especially when they finished the Premier League season five on the bounce, I think, Ws. Um, so, you know, that mm-hmm. was very strong. Um, and it's in large part to Emil Smith-Rowe. So shout out him. I'm a. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna cheat a little bit again. Not really cheating, but I'm gonna give it to Party. He wasn't good by any means of the word whatsoever. You could rearrange it anyway. He sucked. Um, but but he will have a full preseason, and they didn't really. The price they paid for him was a fair price. And I don't expect him to be that bad again. He, this guy was Cheeky maybe bounce back season. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was hid in a great uh, Simeone defensive side. He was. Uh, he yeah. Uh, but I think he he can't be that bad again. He can't. So I'm gonna say fair price for a very oh slightly below average player. Or Danny Ceballos getting him back from Real Madrid on loan was great. Uh, he's good, but they're going to lose him. So I'm yeah. not going to count him. They need to, they need to lose up for, uh, for Madrid's sake, I think. They need to just recall everybody on loan and cross <laughs> their fingers to get the manager right. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was Arsenal. They had a um, pretty subpar season, one of the worst in – Definitely the worst in their modern era in the Premier League era. First time it's down on Europe in 25 years. So, you know, that speaks for itself. And coming off an FA Cup win, not even 12 months ago, right? Or maybe a little more than a year ago now. Who knows? It, 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 it was last summer, and it, it doesn't feel like that long ago. So, you know, it's, it's really a quick turnaround over there. But um, wow. moving on to another quick turnaround. Another London club, Aston Villa. Um, we, I had them to stay up and they, they outperformed my expectations. Jack Grealish, um, he, he took it to a whole nother level this season and he had a very strong end of the campaign last season. Villa stayed up by the skin of their teeth and they, they built on that defensive momentum. Um, and it, it was, it was just a great season from them. So, you know, do I, do I expect them to do this again? Eh. I don't know. I, I maybe lower mid table this next go around, but it, it was they had a great season. Yeah, I agree. Um, an untimely injury to the star player. 
really, really screwed them over here. Um, you don't, no one can, no one knows what they, where they'd be right now if uh, Grealish didn't go down. So, but they stepped up well, finishing as high as they did was uh, definitely a success, I have to think, for them. Great but, success. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'd give this season a solid W for Villa. Um, Could have been a W plus if Grill shouldn't go down, but they got to be satisfied with a with a W. Yeah, yeah, got to be satisfied with W. Definitely outperformed, I think, everybody's expectations. I, I think everybody yeah. thought that they were going to be, you know, in the teens, the higher teens. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not relegation side, but, you know, definitely not one of the better sides in the Premier League. They were top half with Grealish and when he was healthy. They, they definitely could have kept rolling with that. Mm-hmm. So, sad injury. Um, signing of the season, I'm going with the boring pick, but it's an easy pick. It's got to be Ollie Watkins. Uh, guy was immense for them this year. Um, I don't know how many goals and assists he had. It was definitely in double figures combined. And he, yeah. he was just the man that made them go, putting the ball in the back of the net. Grealish was the creator, but it, someone's got to be on the end of those on those easy chances. And that was Ollie Watkins. And for his first season in the Premier League, uh, I think he did a more than great job. And if they can keep them, then it'll be something to build on. Yeah. Um, good season from him. I'm going to go with uh, Emiliano Martinez, the goalkeeper Arsenal sold. Um, honestly, I may go back and flip. That that was Arsenal's worst signing of the season, letting him sign somewhere else. But uh, he was just so good for them, saved them countless times, kept them in games countless times. Um, goalkeeper for their future, immediate and distant. What a player! What a signing! Uh, one of the I'd, top two goalkeeper in the Premier League this year, and I don't know where they'd be without him. So I'm going to give it to Emiliano. Um, yeah, I know. I definitely like Emiliano. That's uh, he. Pro- he probably is really the signing of the season. He was absolutely immense. Just one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, who, if any, is your flop of the season for Aston Villa? I don't, I don't really think they had a big flop. Matty Cash, great. Oh, you said Watkins, great. Martinez, great. Traore did an excellent job. And Barkley uh, did what he was supposed to do. But if I'm, I kind of want to give this one an N.A. Like he did. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't I think, think they really missed a beat. They, I think the transfer policies were all reasonable, well spent, good values by Bertrand Traore too, you know, like just good players. Good players. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really good. If they can replicate that again this summer with just that it's gonna be very hard, that quality of incomings and um non major outgoings just they gotta they they got a shot to make some noise if Jackie Boy can stay on the field. Yeah, if Jackie Boy can stay on the field. But if if was a fifth, then we'd all be in 16th place like Brighton Hove Albion. Because if they could finish, they'd be a really, really good team. And um, we I predicted them to um, stay lower teens, around 16-ish, to a T. Uh, I also said I liked Lalana and Veltman. I think they were both good signings, especially when Lamptey went down for a time. Um, 
but you know, saw this coming into the season. No finisher, no finishing. Couldn't finish, didn't finish, and that's what kept them from being a a, a better team. Um, for them, my signing of the season. It's it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. It's it's got to be it's got to be Moise Salcedo. Um, just just what a stud. What a stud that guy is. Didn't get any playing time, but you could really tell he's 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 a he's he's a stud. Um, other than that, not much because they didn't sign much. That was the big problem that I, that I noticed going into the season. So yeah. um, got what they deserved. Yeah, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. Uh, even the the signing of the season, one for the future, gonna be an incredible midfielder. Um, but yeah, they just focus so much of their transfer budget and uh, resources towards the youth when they have an excellent manager in Potter who got this team going in the right direction. Just it's not his fault that the players he have suck at putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I think if they would have just allocated a little bit more of those resources towards a out-and-out finisher, like I think they will do this summer, um, they could have been in a much better spot. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Salcedo for the player of the season for them, or signing of the season, not player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I like it. And as for departures, I, I mean, I guess you could say Glenn Murray because they could have used a, a big fuck like him in the box yeah. to score some goals. But yeah. that's that's it. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I think even though it was on a free, um, Welbeck flashes. He just showed so many flashes that he could be it and then just misses so many. Yeah. I don't know. It might be something in the water there too. But it definitely is something in the beach water at Burnley, Brighton, I mean. But I, I accidentally said the name. So moving on to Burnley. Um another team that did not spend whatsoever. And um they uh I thought they were gonna finish in the low teens mid table region. They did worse than expected after limping their way out of the Premier League season. Still were safe, easily safe, not not weren't gonna go down. Shawnee, Shawnee boy did his job and, um, but they need some help. They cannot keep losing players last season. They left, they, they lost Jeff Hendricks and that was really it. But Hendrick played, played a good bit for, for Newcastle out on the right. And, you know, maybe he could have created two or three more goals. Maybe that's three more points over the course of the season for Burnley. That's big stuff down there in the dregs of the premier league table. And, um, so yeah, no signing of the season, um, no no flop of the season because it didn't do anything. Just a bit yeah. disappointing at the end, but nonetheless, Sean did his job, and yeah. for that he deserves a huge tip of the cap because their wage bill compared to everybody else is is just it's sorry. It looks like a Bundesliga wage bill. <laughs> yeah, um, Sean, just that's it. That's the only word you got to say. He is he is Burnley. Uh, he deserves yeah. better. He He's bigger than Burnley. Money. He might be. He might be. He deserves more money. Just give, give Sean a hundred million one summer. Let him do it. 
Top ten. Top ten. He's that he's that good. He's that commanding of a manager, demanding of a manager. And yeah, it's it revolves around him, but like you said, they did absolutely nothing in the window. And I don't see anything changing that approach this year, to be honest. So no, no they have quote unquote financial problems. Oh yeah. With all that yeah. money they spend. Yeah, they're just so responsible about it. Um, so, yeah, they need some help over there. Hopefully he gets some help. Shawnee Boy deserves better. Maybe he can be the England manager after Southgate gets fired after a terrible Euros. I'd like to see that. Oh, um, wow, that would be crazy. I'd like to see that. Um, no, no one else would like to see that, though. Just oh, me. No, I don't. <laughs> You'd like to see that? You're going to see that, that all-star squad oh, play Burnley ball? Oh my, imagine them sitting back eight behind the ball, and then you just have Rashford. Uh, who, who else is fast? Uh, anyone, Sancho, Sterling, Foden, just running at the opposition on counters. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chris Wood. I don't know if he's English or not, but he would be. Like, just turn Harry Kane into Chris Wood. Kane and Greenwood up top, dude. Run with it. Got a midfield of Rice. Calvin Phillips, Jordan Henderson, and and James Ward-Prowse. That's for set pieces. They'd, they'd win everything there is to win. That English national team would win the Premier League. That's how good they'd be. They'd win trophies they can't. Do you think the English national team would win the could win the Premier League? Depends. Like, if a player... Like Rashford, can he play for United and? Yeah. So he'd still be there's two, okay. There's two of them. Um, no. no. I think they could, but I don't think they would. I think they'd finish tough. top two. Yeah, but it'd be tough. Top two, three. Yeah. There's just so yeah. many good foreign players in the Premier League now. There are so many good foreign players, but especially. Uh, yeah, the, the Portuguese influence that's going to be coming with Nuno and Spurs, it's, it's going to be even more. But <laughs> we digress. Uh, Chelsea, next on the list. You had them fourth. I had them fifth. Um, spot on, except for me, because I disrespected them. Um, we both brought up their very shaky D in the beginning of the season, which they addressed in Thiago Silva. Um, I'll give him... I'll give him no, no, no. Signing of the season is Tommy Tactics. That counts. Yeah. He he was signed, and he is the signing of the season. Um, if they didn't fire Frank, I feel like fifth or worse was definitely on the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. Tommy Tactics came. He saw. He conquered the the Champions League, and he got him in the top four. Not that he needed to, but he did it anyway. And um, hats off to Chelsea. On an amazing end to their campaign, and uh, what looks like it's going to be a great building block in the next season's Premier League, where I, I feel like they're they're ready to challenge for some for some for some Premier League silverware. Yeah, um, great, great, great season. Obviously, winning the Champions League is huge, huge. And Tommy did what his goal was and more. Uh, they lost the FA Cup in a game that, on paper, they should have won. But that's all in the past now. The European champions move. Uh, but 
my signing of the season, I would say Tommy. I'm not going to since you did. Uh, I'll say Mendy. I'm a big Keppa stan, as you guys know, but I don't know if they'd be in the same place with Keppa and Net Mendy. Save them countless times through the Premier League and the Champions League. 12 games, nine clean sheets, three goals conceded in the Champions League for Edouard Mendy. Um, great, insane stuff. Definitely helped out by Tommy's defensive setup, but he was there to make big saves and nil-nil draws. I just keep thinking about that United game when he made four great saves in the last 10 minutes to keep Chelsea uh, at nil-nil. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with him. I'll go with him as my signing of the year. That's a solid one. Um, I definitely, like Mendy, came in, added some stability. Big saves throughout the season and crucial games. Um, as for my flop of the season, uh, oof, it's tough. It's tough for Chelsea because they spent a lot of goddamn money and a lot of it didn't pan out, but... I mean, Timo put up numbers at the end of the day. He put up numbers and goals, assists, and big chances missed. Havertz won the Champions League, so that means it's got to be Hakim Ziyech. Kid couldn't get into the lineup. I really liked him a lot at Ajax. He has a, he has a beautiful right foot. He can put the ball in any way, in swingers, out swingers, outside the foot, light through balls, hard through balls. He can do whatever you want him to do. He's like, he's like Mares. He's a B-Tech Mares, but instead of a righty, he's a lefty. Other way around. Plays on the other side of the field, though. It, it doesn't really make sense, and neither does he at the end of the day. He's not a Premier League player. Loan him back out to Ajax. He's flopped. He's flopping. He's a flop. Get him out. Yeah. Uh, he, he's in my top two for flops. My flops, however, my flop, however, is going You can to have be... more than one. I'm here for the Chelsea okay. slander. It'll be okay. Good. Okay. Yeah, so he's number two. Um, exactly what you said. Just it wasn't the same Ziyech that led Ajax to a Champions League semifinal. Wasn't that guy? Uh, will he ever be that guy? Who knows? Uh, but I'm going to pick a center back that Chelsea signed. No, it's not Thiago Silva. It is Malang Sar. Uh, they signed him in the summer. Then they loaned him out immediately. I could Chelsea are known for loaning players out, but this was when they signed him. This was the area of utmost concern. So the fact that he couldn't get the time of day at Chelsea to give it a go and see if he could do something there, there's like no, go to France. Uh, we'll sign someone else. And I just kind of think that's hilarious how you know they spend a good bit of money on him and then just go out and bring in someone else to do his job, and they send him to Nice. And uh, I don't think Nice were too hot this year um, over yeah, there in France. Classic so. Willie Saliba situation. I love the pick. So it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I do remember actually talking about that because we, we were talking about Chelsea's transfer targets and who they did. We read that he's already been loaned out, which was weird because, you know, it was, it was hype, you know. The, the young baller football Twitter world was – it was all over Malang Sar and uh, didn't get to see that pan out. Uh, do, do, do you think it's his fault or do you think, like, what, what do you think? Do you think he's just unlucky or do you think he just really, like, they saw him one day and was like, ugh, just, ugh, not I mean, ready. He chose to go to Chelsea and, like I said, they have a history of doing this type of crap. 
So I'm I'm gonna say it's his fault because he couldn't get game time at Nice. He was getting less game time than Saliba. Oof. And I mean, if you make you got it, like some players are able to make that jump without having to do a middle step. Um, other players physically can't, and they just get caught up in a loan cycle and just can never break out of it. Case in point, Mishi Bashwai. He's a good player, but he just got caught up in Chelsea loans and loans and loans and loans and loans and just kept doing it. And that could be what uh, is in store for Malang Sar. And I, if he was playing better, if he showed them what he could do in his limited time or even showed them what he could do on loan, then I wouldn't have even considered him being a flop. But in fact, he did next to nothing. Just kind of penciled him in there for me. Cheeky transfer target. Mishi Batshuayi to Man City. I'm alone. <laughs> can fill in. Him and Danny, Jesus split time. I'm going to get Danny Inks, and I stand by it. Uh, I'm honestly, at this point, give me some Danny Inks in my life. It'd be great. Danny Inks. Yeah, if he's healthy, he'd be awesome. Um, I think I think Crystal Palace though we 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 nailed we nailed them right on the head. We both said they're going to be in and around the relegation fight, and they they were for a time. They had a they had a decent decent run a few months back. But the main takeaway that we said was Eber Eze, and they were going to be more fun to watch this year, and they definitely were. Um, yeah, there was a fair share of bus parking, but when the boys came out to play, which is maybe like less than 10 games all season, they're really fun. And I think that they're going to do that way more often with Frank Lampard. They're going to improve and they're going to finish lower mid table next year as a easy signing of the season layup, absolute layup. That one is. And, mm-hmm. um, flop of the season. Do they have one? Uh, mine's outside of the box. Uh, All right. Yeah. T- tell me. Tell me it then. I, I don't think they signed anyone that was a flop, but my flop would be not getting rid of Zaha. He, his transfer value is dropping. That's an ongoing every flop, season. Though. Yeah. 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 And every season it's just going, getting lower and lower and lower for a yeah. guy that I, I think deep down in his head, he really thinks he can play for like the Madrids, the Barces, the Cities, the Uniteds of the he world. He could if he just wasn't him. Like, he has the talent, but, like, he just can't play the way he plays to play there. It's like St. Maximin. Like, I feel like he has he's talented enough to play at a big club, but you can't be doing all this poop-housery when you're playing at a big club like that. You got to be more efficient with the ball. Yeah, uh, even the story of uh, why Zaha left United. Like, they ignored him. What is it? They ignored him in a preseason game, didn't pass on the ball much because when he got it, he'd just be doing tricks. Yeah, and like trying to take people on stupidly, so the the players just stopped passing to him, and he got pissed, had a fight in the tunnel, and uh, that was all he wrote, all she wrote for his United career. But I just you gotta get whatever money you can. Someone will pay thirty five million, forty million for Wilfred Zaha. I know a guy. His name's Daniel Levy. Call him, make him take Zaha. And then go invest that money and build this team because he's past it. He, I, I don't rate him at all as a player, to be honest. Just how, ta- like, as a collective, he is talented, like you said, but that collective just not there. So my flop is going to be hanging on to him. I want to see him in the Bundesliga. I don't know why. 
Hmm. I think it'd be good there. I think he'd do well for himself. I feel like a cheeky Zaha on a cheeky Dortmund might be cheeky. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But Maybe. um, next we got Everton. Um, you know, that is, they, they kind of limped out of the season a little bit, got shithoused last day of the year, finished in 10th. I, am, I had him at 7th. Um, but I feel like no one better to break down their year than you. Yeah, just started on the highest of highs, seven in a row, all comps, looking like they're going to be title performers. Hamas, Ducore, Allen, that brand-new midfield, absolutely running the show. They were untouchable in those seven games, looked like one of the best midfields in the league. Um, and then it started to fall apart a little bit. Or a lot of bit, definitely a lot of bit. Injuries started piling up. Their main man, Hamez, going down. Ducorig started to go down. And Allen started to go down. Um, Gilfi getting up there in age. Spotty like, didn't show up in a lot of games. Uh, Richarlson sucks so much. He is garbage. I don't care. You can tell me he's a winger. You can tell me he's a striker. I'm going to tell you he's a bench player. Um, I just can't. Uh, Eighty mi- Barcelona wanted to pay eighty million for that man. And they said no. It's very Sorry. Barcelona, but he just terrible. They just started to fall part of the seams. Dominic Calvert Lewin tried to hold it together, and James, when he was healthy, tried. And that midfield, when they were healthy, tried, but it just wasn't enough. And uh, I, honestly, this was the worst season for a team in the Premier League, all things considered. Expectations, where they finished, how they finished. Money spent. Money spent. Yeah. Manager. Everything. Manager. And I don't even think it's Ancelotti's fault. I give him no, I give him I think he did a good job. Yeah. I think he could have figured out Mason Holgate being good sooner, but that's about it. Very and John Godfrey. I feel like he could have figured that out sooner, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's, the, that's the only problem I have with him. Nothing else he could have done. They did but, get slapped with injuries too. So yeah, I, I give their season a solid one point six out of ten. Uh, same as I'd give the Arsenal kit for next Fair year. Enough. But digress. Um, Signing of the season for them. Hamas. Hamas. I'm going to go with Ben. God. I'm going to go Godfrey. I'm going to go Godfrey there. Understandable. Flop of the season. Josh Kane brought him in in January. Didn't do jack shit for him. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do yeah. a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's so true. Serge, I feel like they just signed him because he was rumored to bigger teams. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, let's get him. Let's hop on Josh right. King. Oh, oh yeah, God. he got relegated last year because they couldn't <laughs> score shit. Let's do that. United and City won him, according to the Sun. We got to And again, it could have been another Callum Robinson situation. Callum, Callum, Callum Wilson. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. He just off here. But no, it wasn't for him. He didn't do anything. So. Yeah, yeah, kind of disappointing for the Toffees. Uh, hopefully, they'll be back. They can beat them in the squad. They got the pockets to do it. They're gonna, they're gonna re up. They're gonna go for Europe next year. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, it's too early to call what I what they're gonna do. I think because they need depth in, in terms because you know they signed three midfielders. They were great together. All three of them got hurt at some point. So yeah, they, you got to prepare for this. Yeah, <sighs> they they have to prepare. If if that eleven can stay healthy, the sky's the limit. Well, not the sky; they definitely have the limit. 
They're not like winning anything. Yeah, the sky's not the limit. I, I feel yeah. like the limit's like fourth place. I, think, no, I don't. I don't think they're top four team. That's they, no, if that's they stayed healthy, like next year if they're completely healthy. But I don't think they're year, better. If they stayed healthy, they they're fourth. Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea are all better than them. Yeah, they're healthy all year. I agree. And Leicester. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, and Sky. Yeah, Sky's fifth. Nah, nah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, you know what we did now. What was that? We knew Philip Fulham was going to get relegated. We that, uh, relegate. That's all I have written down. Relegation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nothing to see there. They were going to bounce. We all knew they were going to bounce. Anthony Robinson, sixth highest rated left back in the Premier League. Signing. Um, of we're going to yeah signing of the season. We're going to touch more on the USA next episode after they play versus Honduras. But I, I'm going to say it right now. I could I, I could have preferred him at left back over Des bitch ass doing that bitch ass shit versus Switzerland. I'm I'm I was mad at him. I I cannot tell you. We'll get into uh, that. You don't play your superstars out of position, Greg. You don't do that. Yeah, and Serginho, you don't fucking stand in front of the two defenders when John Brooks is pointing, telling you, "Hey, like you need you wide." And he's like, and then and he doesn't pass you. Just throw your arm. And it made me so mad. The mannerisms, the body language, the positioning, the, the divaness, the, the always going for the run forward past the winger, leaving Brendan Aronson out to dry. Like that, <laughs> it was it was just ridiculous. Um, who? So yeah, that's the signing of the season. A lot of options for flop of the season over here. Who who you going with? Hmm. I I I don't I don't really know. It's um like the meme side of me wants to say Lookman. I no, I'm I think it's Lookman right off. I think it's Lookman. I think I, he came just, from a big I, club and he's coming here and he should have done a lot better. <laughs> that's that's so true. Yeah, not even Mimi. Just I, I was thinking it because he was, uh, his pens just, uh, you can't, can't break. You can't excuse that. And it, yeah, they, like goal scoring was the problem. He was supposed to be a threat, maybe not the striker, but yeah, threat. So yeah. Yes. Shout out Ariola too. It was a great signing, yeah. uh, but you, you lose to the American as per, as so. per, as per is, uh, the policy here at, we call it soccer show. Um, next we got Leeds United. Uh, we both had a mid table, so, you know, they did it. They finished higher mid table. They finished in ninth place. I think what a season for them. What and a season Arsenal. and below Arsenal. So, you know, tip of the cap to Mikel Arteta, but I said that Leeds is back and they're going to show they're here to stay. And that is exactly what they did. They played amazing, exciting soccer and, you know, they scored a bunch of goals. They didn't defend much. They had a lot of a lot of attacking midfielders and strikers on the field all the time, and it was just super super fun to watch. Um, signing of the season has to be Rafinha. He was absolutely amazing. Just, just wow. Just w- what a signing for him. But you know they also had several others. Rodrigo was solid. Lorente did a job. Um, Robin Kak from from Freiburg. He he did a good job. Jan Melier. Uh, he, yeah. he did pretty. He, he's pretty solid, you know. But you know, as Very is to be expected summer. with with Marcelo Bielsa at the helms, you know, it's rumored that this guy puts in twenty six hours of film work a day. Don't ask how that's possible. He just does it. He's just Double always up. chipping on. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he makes sure every year is a leap year. 
Um, I, he's we just what a manager, what a team. They're going to be even better after an even better summer this year. And they're going for Europe. Leeds is going for Europe. I think they finish eighth. Thank you. Uh, too many good teams in front of them. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Rafinha, uh, all these good players signed this summer. But he was far and away the best one that came in. I mean, he's already getting talked about moving to bigger clubs. Uh, so that's always a good thing. Um, Mezier, another great shout for me. And Helder Costa, I think, uh, was a pretty underrated signing. Um, did a job, came in, got hurt. Uh, but I feel like he played very solid, very, very good work rates. And uh, I think it showed a lot. Wolves could have used someone like him this season. And he wasn't there. So um, take from your competitors. And look, Wolves normally finish in that 7, 8, 9 range. And now they're down at 13th where we kind of thought Leeds would be around. Maybe a little higher, but ballpark. Yeah, I think club and player are both regretting that because you know once once Rafinha came in, it was yeah. bye because because uh, Jack Harrison did yeah. a good job on the left. Uh, Marcelo ended up preferring uh, Patty B and Rodrigo to play in behind him, which was interesting, but um, it seemed to work for it when it worked, and when it didn't, it didn't. But that was how Leeds was, and I, I like that about them. Um, yeah. Next, we had Leicester City. Although uh, the predictions were a little off, had them eighth. Um, said they're serial bottlers, and that definitely happened. Although yeah. maybe they bottled a step higher than, than as predicted. They still bottled nonetheless 242 days, like you said last episode, in the Premier League top four. And they couldn't get it done. That's, that's, that's the majority of the year. That's god-awful. Um, I feel like we've said what we need to say about them last episode in terms of how, how bad they failed at the end of the season, but how you know the FA Cup was still nice. Yeah. Um, signing of the season, I think it's a toss-up between Justin and Castagne, one of the fullbacks. I think they both did really well this year when they were healthy, and you know that was the problem with Lester. They were just slapped with the injury bug. Don't think that a flop. You know, they're, they're smart oh. business people. They yeah. they raid people of their wallets for all they can when they sell their players on. Um, they might need to do that again. Maybe not. We'll see. And Didi, uh, he could be on the move. but Maybe. Maybe. Well, I know if I'm uh, the chairman at United, I'm taking my credit card. Ofana, please. Ofana, uh, please. Si signing of the season for me. Uh, just great. Like you said, Lester didn't have any many misses. Everyone played a job. Maybe under, but he's young. Didn't get much playing time, but he showed that he's a sick player when he did. Uh, but I'm gonna go Fofana just because now everyone he he put himself on the map. He put himself on the damn map with this season. One of the better center backs uh in the league as a whole. Um, and he's so young. So young, so like he obviously made those dumb mistakes, but who, what kid doesn't make dumb mistakes? Uh, and he'll only learn from it and get better and then cost another team upwards of 70 million in a few years. Yeah, 100%. He's going to cost a lot of money in a few years. He had a very good season. He's big, strong, fast. 
active. He's cool on the ball. He's got the he's got a bit of the footwork. You can tell he, he's cool to take a pen if it goes to extras. But um, so yeah, definitely Fofana is definitely actually the signing of the season. I just want to give Castagne some love because I said him before the season. I like what Gasparini, yeah. <coughs> Gasparini and uh, Atalanta be doing over there. Like those players, Liverpool had them in the top four. They finish in the in the top four. They got it done. Um, you, you couldn't have predicted what happened to them though. They just injury oh, bug. Just would have loved to absolutely terrible. Weekend. Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. They got through it. Uh, you know, you know. I feel like we talked about what happened to them last episode. So my signing of the season for them. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Is there is is there one? Because oh, didn't oh, didn't I'll say Hota. Diego. Oh, Hota. Okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's easy. Um, yeah, there we go. Everyone else was a flop, though. Everyone else uh, that they signed, you can put in contention. For so I was thinking the the center backs though aren't were they from the youth the youth ranks? Uh, only Kabak wasn't, and he was ass. Okay, yeah. So it's not him. I was thinking Philip Phillips or Williams, but okay, yeah. Both, yeah. Both both yeah. Um, my flop Thiago flop. though. Thiago and, over Kabak. Yeah. Thumbs up Thiago. Yeah. Thumbs up. He, okay. it, I think what was it? I, it was around like eleven or twelve, thirteen, something like that. Starts in the Premier League with Thiago without a win. Wow. Um, yeah, he can point, you know, he can ping a pass. It sounds great when it comes off of his foot, but it doesn't mean shit if it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> and <Wow. he> was, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's not, you I don't know, think he's, he's bad Mr. though. Sideways. No, he's yeah, not yeah. bad. I think that's what, that's my thing. I think combat's bad. Um, yeah. I think it still doesn't make sense what, what happened to why they signed him, but. Hopefully Liverpool, not hopefully, but they're going to bounce back next season. Going to be better. They're going to challenge for that title once again. They're ready to go. They're roaring. They are ready. Virgil's going to be back. Gomez, Williams, Phillips, they got a whole litany of center backs to choose from. Knock on wood for the fullbacks not to get hurt now. But, um, no, I think they'll be. I think they'll be a lot better next year. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be back to – to Liverpool, um, look. If all the summers go as planned for each club involved, it'll be a four-horse race, and Liverpool will be squarely in that with a horse. Yeah, unless unless Man City by Harry Kane, then I think we could just yeah, all then call the Premier League three-horse race for a second. Yeah, we we uh, we did predict both of us uh, Man City to win the Premier League um, signing of the season for them. I mean, tough one. there's really only one. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's the toughest one so far. It, I can't it is, think it of anyone tough. who's deserving of it. Mm, I was going to say Nathan Aki. I was going to say Nathan Aki, but not you got to give it to his partner in crime, Ruben Diaz. Just absolutely <laughs> changed Man City as a team. Um, the, the one problem you thought they had was uh, their, their, their back line could be shaky as time, it could be gotten at could be caught out on the break. And although that is how they conceded the the losing goal in the Champions League final all season, they had the best uh, defense in the Premier League. They went on a crazy clean sheet run. It was 
it was insane and i think maybe five in a row and a crazy winning run of 20 plus it was it was fantastic what a season for man city wish you got the champions league at the end of the year but you know it is what it is flop of the season's got to be nathan Aki though the guy was signed for 40 million quid and just disappeared, got hurt for a few months, and now he's back going to the Euros to play for Lange because Virgil's out, and this is his chance to do something. And um, who knows? Prove me wrong, Nathan Aki. You pseudo left back, center back, the hybrid, don't know what you're doing because you're too small to play center back on a team this good, but you're not you good enough to player. play left back. You <laughs> soccer player, you... Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like Ake definitely flop of the season. Uh, he was kind of like that Josh King signing for Everton. Oh, geez. You know, I'm, I'm going to buy him so this guy can't because he was United's most linked transfer target last season. Uh, you know, Ollie pictured with him, like, talking. He saved you. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks. Uh, some would say that's a little um, reward for – us taking Fred off your hands, but I would beg to differ. Uh, no, but then, yeah, Ruben Diaz. Fred greater sign content. It just doesn't fit the narrative. It, it doesn't. It doesn't fit the narrative, <laughs> but we all know what's true. And let's see Fred get some balloon door shots when he's lifting the Copa America this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I already switched off. It's not even messy. When you start rubbing your hands together, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. No. Uh, but, yeah, no, then Ruben Diaz. Uh, the Portuguese pronunciation, Huben. So, yeah, he's had nothing else to say. Yeah, he, he was yeah. he was amazing. He was amazing. City won the league like everybody thought. Um, if they go and sign a real legitimate striker, then I think they could run away with it next year. But um, who knows? Yet, yet to be seen. Because it seems like the strikers cost a pretty penny. Not that they don't have pennies, but spend all those pennies on one player isn't like them, but who knows? Maybe, nah. maybe it is like them now. We'll see. Or, or Danny Ings, like you said, could be in, in the, in the baby blue and it'd be nice, but moving to the other side of Manchester. Um, they, they finished second. We said they'd finish second. So that's what they did. Um, it, you know, I think they had a decent season. Not to get any silverware was really disappointing, I think. And um, I don't know. The point total wasn't really all that. So it's, you know, they, they definitely improved. It was an improvement from last season. They need more improvement. They need investment in the squad. And if they can do that, then they can be title challengers. But if they just run it back with what they do or they just, you know, sign Sancho without deepening uh, the center back room or signing a CDM, uh, then I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Champions League is going to be a fight next year if they don't do the right and requisite investment in the squad. I agree. I agree. Um, I think it'll come, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what they do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's disappointing to knock at silverware. Um, didn't deserve silverware, though, with that being said. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. They got some work to do, but progress. Um, signing of the season, obvious. Eddie. Mm -hmm. um, flop, though, not as obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with the dark horse. 
because I don't slander my players unless, you know, uh, unless something bad happens and they deserve mm. it. But sure. I'm going to go with Igalo. Oh, wow. They extended Igalo's loan and then went on to sign Cavani. Yeah. So I that is, uh, that's, that's flop worthy. I'm going to go with Amon Diallo. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he was a waste of money. He's a, he's a waste of talent. He, uh, he, he's, he's just out there to do tips and tricks and flips and he's just out there shithousing. Nah, just kidding. I like Ahmad. Um, he, he's an exciting player. The, the real flop of the season. I thought we were Donnie changing to a comedy show for a second. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I just want to, just want to play some jokes out there for the United fans. Um, nah, for real though, it's Donnie Vanderbeek. Uh, Kid, kid is inept. He's uh, he act like he got shot on the penalty too, <laughs> and uh, I really don't like him as a player. The way he looks, um, I don't know. He just he just kind of creeps me out. And um, yeah, he's he's a he's a flop of the season. He 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 likes Ziyech should just get loaned back out to Ajax and let him let him run it back in the Dutch league while the Pogba real players delay the young playing good clubs. Pogba replacement. Nah, no, 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 no. I don't like Donnie. Not a fan of Donnie. Donnie don't do this. But you know who did do this? Newcastle United. Newcastle United absolutely outperforming expectations. Yeah. Uh, thought they were going to finish in the relegation zone. You said the low teens. And they finished a cheeky 12th. That is... That was good for them. Um, amazing end of the season. Yeah. Alan St. Maximum player of the year for them. Um, signing of the season. I don't know. Maybe maybe Callum Wilson for starters. He was absolutely immense for them. Scored a bunch of goals. Kept them up single-handedly. And uh, Steve Bruce just, just proved all the haters wrong. Yeah. Proved all the haters wrong. And Callum Wilson proved us wrong because we, we laughed at him. In the first episode, we laughed at him and he kept this club up. So I'm sorry, Callum Wilson. Yeah, no, I agree. I apologize. Um, I will count you out again next season. Don't you worry, though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was definitely signing his season. Just insane season he did have. Kept him up, like you said. Uh, uh, yeah, but, and Newcastle. Like, like you touched on again, but uh, what a season. Just 12th, 12th, 12th. And they didn't even get that new owner they were talking about. There goes the plan of them trying to get relegated and uh, getting that new owner in. Yeah. Now there goes just... up in smokes because Stevie Bruce just <laughs> keeps meddling with their plans to get taken over. Decided to finish <laughs> dead mid-table yeah. instead of getting relegated. Uh, but, yeah, good, good season, Callum. Not a great season by Calm, and um, you know, maybe hey, Jesus, our takes are so hot. <laughs> I don't know, something's going on. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, Sheffield United, maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to Sheffield to salvage that burning building and that God. godforsaken club, um, for reasons that we cannot disclose. They're cursed and. Um, I think they're slated for for a relegation down to down the league one. I think they're gonna do the uh, double double slide. This organization is um it peaked and it, now it is down to to sliding back to where they belong. Could be all the way down to league two. 
Um, I'm really mad that I said they were going to stay up and, and that, you know, it was going to be rather safe, you know, around that 12th spot, you know, I thought a little decline was in the cars, but I thought they were good. No, 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 no. They were, they were the worst team in the premier league and it wasn't close. And um, it's a goddamn shame. It's so bad. They were so bad this season. Um, all signing of the season, none flop of the season, all of them. It was all money, not well spent. Um, not a single player did well enough because they sucked all across the board. Couldn't score, couldn't defend, just could not do anything. They deserved to go down, deserved to be 20th. And I'm mad that they fired Chris Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of the worst things ever that they fired him a servant of the club and just mutual my ass, but uh, they should have kept him in. But uh, yeah, like you said, no one's good enough to be signing a season. However, I do think that there's one person that stands out as flop of the season. That is the $28 million man, Rehan Brewster from Liverpool, zero goals, zero assists and 27 Premier League games this season for Sheffield as a striker. Um, for reference, players who, don't just name a couple, players who cost less than Brewster, Fernand Torres, I think he would have been a nice addition to that team. Um, sticking on the striker side of things, Edinson Cavani cost a lot less uh, than him, actually a lot less. Um, you know, there's one more. I can't really think of it. I forgot it. I, I know it was another one that was like ridiculous. That was just like laugh about. Was it? It might have been Suchek. I think it was Suchek. But um, Maybe. Yeah, players that cost less than him and were much better than him. Um, so, yeah, he sucks. Championship is where he belongs. And congratulations on being the flop of the flop. You're the flop of the flop. The floppiest of yeah. all. Yeah. He was definitely the floppiest of them all. It was sad, sad shit. Um, I mean, hey, what a transition into West Brom. Um, we we think they're going to do the double bounce. Who knows now? Maybe if Wilder's really taken over the helms, as is rumored, then I think the double bounce is in the cards for sure. Um, said there's not a snowball's chance in hell to stay up, and absolutely spot on with that prediction. This team was sorry. Um, <laughs> signing of the season has to be Pereira. Um, he was, yeah. him and Robinson were the only two solid players on the pitch. Maybe Sheffield shouldn't have loaned out Robinson to, to West Brom. Maybe they could have, could have done a bit more if they did some, did some reverse business over there, but they didn't. And, uh, West Brom was terrible. West Brom was absolutely terrible. Deserved to go down. Maybe we'll see him back up next year. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, they were garbage. Um, my signing of the season, I'm going to go. I didn't think that they were the only two good players on the field. I thought Dion Ghana had a pretty okay season, given how bad they were. Um, so I'll give it to him. Uh, but Pereira is definitely, definitely their best player, without a doubt. You do you think he uh, he stays? Like, I mean, is he going to be like a Buendia and stay and come back up? Or is he, he going to be like a 
like if someone else leans. I want to see that. I want to give him a go in the championship. Just tear it up real quick. Have Ivan Tooney type season. Why not? Um, why not? Why not? Why not? That's the story of West Ham United. Why not us? Why not? Um, I said they're in the relegations fight. You said they're they're safe, but they're gonna be lower half of the table. Um, we both said Suchek was nice. Talk shit about David Moyes. Oh, wrong how we were. Oh, wrong how we were about the Beach Moyes. But in our defense, we did not know that Jesse Lingardino, Lionel Jesse, was coming to town. They were already solid before he came. And um, he just took them to a whole other level. Although they couldn't quite grasp their Champions League flirtatious dreams, they, um, they still had a very solid season. We're going to see them in Europe next year, and that's going to be fun to see. Um, you know, from a team that went from being in the relegation battle last season to finishing in the European spot this season, you, you can't say enough good things about West Ham. Several candidates for signing of the season. I think it's got to go to Lingard, though. Easy, yeah. easy buckets just absolutely change the team. Hopefully he can stay with them. Yeah. Um, as for a flop, I mean, I don't think there is any. No. I think the most, the least impressive signing of the bunch was Ben Rama, and that's saying something because he was still very good. Yeah. So that's they just had a really solid last summer and really solid season. Yeah, I agree. Um, Lingard definitely signing of the summer or uh, or January, but um, they just they hit the nail on the head with every every single transfer. Suchek, crazy. Sufal crazy Dawson super important part to that team um and then Ben Rama the, the, unfortunately the worst of the bunch but that doesn't mean you're bad uh just it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep it up if they keep Lingard if they uh don't let any well, yeah they definitely gotta they definitely gotta at least run it back with the with the same group of guys if the, they want to have a chance in Europe depends at Rice if Rice uh, can come to terms Is with Rice, too nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if he stays. I think they got a their their eyes are set on the Conference League of uh, Europe. So we'll see. But I don't I'll think he stays. Uh, I, I hope he does. But um, my coldest take of the year, Southampton. I said they're going to finish in the Europa League. And they did not do that. They were in first place for a little bit. Then they absolutely fell apart. It was really a laughable season by Ralph Hasenhutl and his men. Most inconsistent. Now, they were inconsistent at the beginning, and then they were consistently bad uh, in the middle half and towards the end of the year. Um, signing of the season. I mean, I guess it's Nathan Tella but he wasn't very great flop of the season losing hoy bear i that is that was just a terrible yeah. terrible terrible loss you could see how much he missed him in the midfield Ginapu, you know everybody hates him apparently he's a cheater who knows um their deputy cdms not really cdms ward prowse can't really cover that type of ground so not having a solid replacement for him really bit them in the ass and not good not good um Hopefully Ralph can bounce back because if he doesn't, he could be out of a job. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what they get for employing uh, Romeo. Um, hopefully they do go down because he sucks and he's a terrible human being. But I'll give my signing of the season to a, I guess, Kyle Walker-Peters. He was pretty he was pretty good for a couple weeks. Then he had some pretty bad moments and he had some pretty okay ones. Um, but, yeah, flop. I mean, they're just, I'm going to go with letting uh, Hoiberg go, like you said as well. Just so important to their team. He just let him go. Terrible piece of business. Uh, and, yeah, they deserve everything that they got. And, oh, no, no, no. The last team on the list. The one that is definitely the coldest take. We both had Spurs finishing in a Champions League spot. Instead, years two and three of Mourinho ball were smashed into one. He was fired. Um, they did not win anything of significance. <laughs> they had a zero-two deficit turned over by um, Mislav Orsic, and they are now playing in the Conference League. What a terrible, terrible season! What a roller coaster of a season! Weren't they in first place at one point? Yeah, yeah. yeah they were. Um, signing of the season for them. I'm going to go Hoiber. He was still good. I think he was really good. He was a big loss for Southampton. He was a good player for them. Definitely not part of the problem. But, you know, he's not a creative force. He's he's the anchor in the midfield. I think he did his job. But when you're covering for the inept options that they have at center back and left back and right back, it's it's tough to, to look too great when you're doing that. That being said, flop of the season, uh, I'm going to go with – I'm cheating here because I'm going to go with both their fullbacks. I'm going to go with Raleigh and Doherty. I think they were both brought in to do jobs, and neither of them did it. They were both really, really bad, and um, it was <laughs> this is not the same players that they were the last seasons. Like Doherty at Wolves is not this play, this guy that we saw, and Raleigh Hill and Sevilla is not this guy. It was it was bad. It was really bad. Uh. Signing of the season for me, a uh, very disappointing season, but still the signing of the season, Gareth Bale. Uh, I think when Bale was on, he showed that he was one of the better players on this team. Son, Kane, Bale didn't really live up to the expectations that everyone thought it would. Uh, but when they clicked, they clicked, and they were damn near unstoppable. The flop, though, uh, Sergio Regular, um, I'm going to give it to him. Just absolute. It's just, I can't, I can't count on both my hands how many times he messed up and cost him. He was kind of like a, the left back version of Aria. Just, you're okay until you do something dumb. And that something dumb happened a lot. So, yeah, just not good. And yeah, shout out Doherty. Like, like you said, he was terrible. He was absolutely garbage, and just I blame that on Mourinho though, not playing him in the uh, his used to position. Just trying to throw him into a back four wasn't the smartest maneuver. No, not at all. Um, it was it was bad. I think we're kind of seeing the same stuff with with Dust. Maybe is he is he is he a wing back or is he a fullback? We'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, absolutely disappointing season from Spurs. And, um, yeah, you know, we did all right with the predictions, you know, had some 
had some nice ones. Uh, I think we should save the awards for next week because this has been a doozy of an episode. I feel like that was, that was a long time. So um, just want to touch real quick. Congrats to the Bucks bringing the boom, brooms out. Thank you. Premature congrats for the Sixers. They're going to be bringing the brooms out tonight. Unless they don't. They're going to. Um, the, come on. The games haven't been. It's, <laughs> it's, they're going to. The Sixers are actually going eight and zero to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's definitely happening. Um, we'll see what happens from there, but eight for eight and zero is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, uh, I do in this little ending segment. We do. I have one soccer-related question that is very pressing, and I would right. love to hear your response. You're Gareth Southgate. Southgate. Mm-hmm. You have his job right now. Yeah. The squad is due tomorrow. You got to get it down to 26 people. What seven are you leaving off? Um, okay. Let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull yeah. it up. All right. All right. All right. All right. Where is it? Where is it? I am leaving off the squad. Ben White. Jesse Lingard, James Ward-Prowse, Ollie Watkins, Raheem Sterling. How many is that? That's five? Yes. Marcus Rashford and Connor Cody. They got to stay home. Oh, wait, never mind. Take out, take out, take out Rashford for, um, for Aaron Ramsdale, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, love, I love the fact you're leaving Rashford at home, to be honest. Um, no, that's good. That's good. Mine, mine were Ramsdale, Cody, uh, Ben White. Then I had Ward Prowse going. Uh, Saka was gone. Uh, who else was there? Oh, Mings. And then that leaves me with one more who I really didn't know what to do with. So I just said, you can't have this many strikers. So I left out Ollie Watkins. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh. All right. There you yeah. go. There we go. Love it. Absolutely love it. Anything else going on in uh, in the sports life? Life life? Uh, Kevin Pillar's coming back today for the match uh, about After two and a half. After he got ripped in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah. They expect he's going to be out for a month and a half to two months. He's like, not two weeks. Give me a mask and a bat. Let me go to war. <laughs> yeah, spe- yeah. See, see, see that attitude right there. That just proves that how shitty of a person that Antonio Rudiger is, and he needs to get banned from football. You give him, give him a mask and, and, and some long sleeves and a three on his chest, and this guy will fucking go to war for you. And uh, while I respect the, the intentions and, and wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily hate it if it was my team doing the things that he did, it's disgusting. It's irresponsible. Just unlucky. Kurdish, unlucky. It's fucked unlucky. up, and he needs to be banned from the beautiful game. It also no shows how, uh, how soft Bryce Harper is. He just got hit in the face, didn't break anything, like just scratched himself, and he was out for like a month, oh. right? <laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm just gonna ignore the Bryce Harper thing. Did you see when Joel Embiid did the did the Jordan pump fake to the and one dunk? I did. That was yeah. sick. That uh, was sick. It was a uh, number was nine sick. on Sports Center's top ten. Number nine. Number Only nine. number nine. There was a uh, three softball plays ahead of it. So yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if you can rip the skin off a nice softball. That's mm, nothing, nothing like it. 
One of them was a ground out. Oof, that's that's embarrassing. I, I was watching the Mets game the other day, and they, yeah. they had a nice little, a nice little ground out, nice little play, nice little. He flipped it with his glove hand. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah baseball's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm second go best sport in the world. I wouldn't go that far either. Um, Soccer, baseball, early two thousands NFL. Early two thousand. That's all, that's not a thing anymore, though. No, yeah, no, because it'll never be that. Philadelphia good. Eagles are the greatest sporting organization of all time. <laughs> I'm Walker Manning. That's Michael Fay. We'll oh catch you guys God. next week on the We oh, Call It Soccer Show. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>